0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the NCRI Women's Committee Podcasts! On the eve of the anniversary of Iran's anti-monarchy revolution on February 11, 1979, we have prepared an episode devoted to the heroism of Iranian women who fought against the Shah's dictatorship and opened the way for millions of Iranian women to participate in deciding the fate of their country. But first, How did that glorious revolution end up in a more brutal dictatorship? The
1: 1979 revolution sought freedom, democracy and independence. It sought a republic for which the Iranian people yearned. It sought to liberate the people of Iran from suppression, imprisonment, torture and discrimination. It sought social justice and welfare for all sectors, classes and nationalities. However, in the absence of democratic opposition forces who had prepared for the Shah's overthrow at the cost of their own lives and freedom, a backward mullah hijacked the leadership of the Iranian people's glorious revolution and diverted its democratic goals. The problem was that during half a century of dictatorship the Shah and his father had left no room for anyone and anything except the mullah's network.
0: Indeed, the anniversary of the 1979 revolution which toppled the Shah's regime in Iran is a reminder of Iranian women's extensive role and impact in that era, considered a leap forward in the history of the struggles of Iranian women. The impressive role of women in the 1979 anti-dictatorial revolution in Iran was influenced by the presence of progressive women in the Mujahideen and the Fedayeen movements that were the main democratic opposition forces to the Shah's regime.
1: Political prisoners under the Shah have described the situation in the Shah's prisons. Jalal Daei, now a member of the opposition MEK, was 15 when arrested and imprisoned by the Shah's secret police in 1976. Her head was covered, and she was taken to one of the notorious detention centers of the secret police, known as Comite Shahbani. She said. I remember walking up the stairs and passing through the corridors. Although my head was covered, I could see the floor. I could see the legs of the prisoners sitting on the floor and waiting in the corridor. All of them had been flogged and their feet and legs were bloody and inflamed. Some of the legs had been infected up to the knee.
0: Jada spent a few months in this dreadful place and was subsequently transferred to the women's ward in Qas prison where at least 100 female political prisoners of all ages were detained. Jada says all prisoners without exception had been tortured and lashed. I saw many underage students like myself.
1: Fatima Amini was a symbol of women's struggle for freedom under the Shah's dictatorship. Fatima Amini started her political activities as a freedom-loving intellectual and a school of literature at the University of Mashhad and soon formed the Association of Progressive Women. After graduating in 1964, she started teaching in girls' high schools. In 1970, she travelled to Tehran where she was acquainted with the underground opposition M.E.K. and soon became a member. The Shah's
0: secret police arrested Fatima Amini in 1974 and took her under torture. Fatima was flogged and tortured for months. Her back was burnt with an electric broiler for long hours. Although she became paralyzed under torture, but did not even give her name to the interrogators. She finally died under torture on August 16, 1975. Her resistance under torture set an unforgettable role model for freedom-loving girls in Iran, and after the revolution, dozens of high schools were named after her.
1: One of the political prisoners under the Shah was Ashraf Rajavi. She had received her Bachelors of Science in Physics from Tehran University, but her heart went out to the deprived people who suffered in a country sitting on a sea of oil. Despite having the opportunity to lead a good life, she chose to help the underprivileged. In this process, she got to know the People's Mujahideen or the MEK, a newly formed underground anti shah organization, and joined it in 1971. She was arrested twice, from 1972 to 1974 and in 1976, and endured savage tortures because of which she lost hearing in one ear.
0: Jade, who was only 15 years old at the time, explains that the first time she saw the scars of torture on the body of Ashraf Rajavi, she couldn't bear watching and fainted. The Shah's regime sentenced Ashraf to life in prison, but the Iranian people freed her with the last group of political prisoners on January 20, 1979. Ashraf continued her struggle for freedom. For this reason, the Mullahs finished the unfinished job of the Shah. They killed Ashraf Rajabi on February 8, 1982. Ashraf's life and death became the tradition of a generation of PMOI women in Iran who lead the Iranian resistance today.
1: Masumesh Admani, or Mother Kabiri, was also among the last group of political prisoners released from the Shah's jails some ten days before the 1979 revolution. Masumesh Admani was 40 years old with five children when she joined the PMY. She was arrested in 1974 and taken under brutal torture. Her interrogators knew everything about her activities, but she did not say a word under torture. Jala says Mother Kabiri's legs had been deformed under torture and she could hardly walk. But Mother Kabiri was always high spirited and inspired her fellow inmates. The court of first instance sentenced her to death, a verdict that was later commuted to life in prison. She had spent five years in prison when she was released by the Iranian people during the 1979 revolution. Two years later, Mother Kabiri was executed by the Khomeini regime.
0: Now let's hear about another brave Iranian woman tortured by the Shah's secret police. Her name is Ashraf Ahmadi. She had four children and was detained for three years under the Shah's regime. Ashraf Ahmadi began her activities with the MEK in 1971. Her elder brother was a political prisoner. The first time she was arrested in 1975, she was pregnant and also suffered from a heart condition. However, the secret police, SABAK, ruthlessly tortured her to extract her information. Ashraf remained strong and resistant under torture, and she did not give any of her vast information about the MEK activities. She was sentenced to 15 years in prison, but was released three years later just before the Shah's overthrow. Ashaf Ahmadi was arrested again under the Mullahs. as She was among the 30,000 political prisoners massacred in 1988.
1: Another living example of heroic resistance under torture in the Shah's prisons is Zahra Noruzi or Mother Reza'i. She has lost eight children and in-laws under both dictatorships. In 1975, she and her daughters were arrested by Savak, the Shah's secret police. Mother Rezaei once explained, Initially, they tortured me a lot, like my children. They lashed the soles of my feet such that my flesh broke open. My left foot was worse than the right one. The last time they whipped me, I had no more energy left in me. They stopped, but one of the interrogators continued flogging me on the head and neck. Another night they called me and started flogging me again. My feet started bleeding. I fell on the floor and the interrogator pushed his foot against my back. Then they hung me from the window by my wrists and pulled the chair from under my feet. Then they untied one of my wrists and let me hang by one wrist. My arm had inflated so they brought me down and threw me into my cell. My feet had badly infected. I spent several months in a solitary cell and another year in Avin prison without having any news on my young children. Then they tried me and handed me a three-year sentence.
0: What we spoke about today were just a handful of examples out of many more injustices done by the Shah's regime. In the mid-1970s, the mothers and families of political prisoners and those whose sons and daughters had been executed by the Shah formed the very early core of resistance groups. The final months preceding the 1979 revolution saw vast participation of young women and girls in all
1: cities across the country. Women emerged as a serious new force in the 1979 revolution, playing a remarkable role. They could not be stopped and were everywhere in step with men. The scope of women's participation in the 1979 revolution that toppled the Shah was unprecedented in the Iranian history. This was a major stride forward for Iranian women who continued their selfless struggle against the more brutal dictatorship under the Mullahs. Iranian women moved forward to the extent that they've been leading the main opposition force, the MEK, for more than three decades and inspiring women's leadership of Iran revolution today.
0: Iranian women and the people of Iran in general say no to all forms of dictatorship, as we have heard them chant at every opportunity in Iran and abroad no to the oppressor, be it the shah or the mullah's leader. Iranian women look to the future, not to the past. They want a democratic, modern, free republic with a separation of religion and state, gender equality, no torture, no executions, no secret police, and no IRGC. That concludes this episode. For more information on the history of struggles of Iranian women, you can visit our website. Women.ncr-iran.org. Until the next episode, best wishes from all of us in the NCRI Women's Committee.